Recording and we're back at it again. We're here, episode seven, seven season two, technically episode twenty-seven. But welcome back to Love to Eat More Pod. I'm Em. I am D. And we love to talk about all things taboo between sex and death and everything in between. And today we have a really fun guest, <gasps> my good camp friend. <laughs> this one time at band camp, except not band camp, church camp. <laughs> and so today we asked my good friend Katie, who I've known for my whole life it probably feels like for both of us um and for as long as I can remember I've known Katie we grew up going to church camps together and um yeah lots of mutual friends a big big mutual community um where I met my husband where I've made lots of lifetime friends and so it's really really exciting to have you here Katie so welcome hi guys thanks for having me (laughs) So we always start off with a question, and today Katie is going to be sharing with with us um, her coming out story, Mm -hmm. and we're super excited to learn about some of your dating. We're going to get down and doity with Katie's dating. (laughs) Before we do, we have a question. We got a question. So do you want to take it away? I'm taking it away. So Katie... Between, like, the apocalypse, world ending, burning to the ground, complete explosion, and a warm stroll on the beach on a sunny day, how would you describe coming out, quote-unquote, to your community and your your people? Oh, I think probably the stroll on the beach, but with maybe a thunderstorm where you had to take cover for a little bit. Oh, that's an analogy. That's a great analogy. Okay, Katie, tell us what that means to you. Um, so I always knew that I was different and, you know, up until I was probably in my teens, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what was really different about me. Um, but I did grow up. Um, going to church, as Dee mentioned, and, um, you know, I am a very play-by-the-rules type of person, and um, especially when you grow up in a church background, homosexuality is a sin, and so I kept it on the download for a long time, even though when I was growing up, you know, I would look at at women and and feel something and I always felt like being attracted to men was something that I was supposed to do but that I it just made me more confused um than anything because I'm able to recognize when a man is good looking but it doesn't do anything for me which I didn't realize until much later was okay right yeah totally that's so that I think that was like a perfect analogy. I really love that. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Katie. Who you are? You are Canadian. You are a religious person. That's so far what we know. Tell us a little bit, as much or as little as you'd like about yourself. Uh, sure. So my pronouns are she, her, hers. Uh, I am almost thirty years old. I can't believe it. Um, <laughs> And um, I'm a lesbian. I identify as a lesbian. 
Um, and yeah, I'm a daughter, sister, cousin, friend, oh. <laughs> um, pet owner, <laughs> mm-hmm. all around awesome animal person. lover. Animal yeah. lover, yeah. yes. <laughs> all around amazing human. <laughs> yes. <laughs> amazing. So, so tell us, um, so you said a little bit that you were expecting it to be a bit worse than what it was. So I think that, um, as you know, Katie, most people have this assumption, if you are a cisgendered woman, you probably are just born liking men and only men and loving men. And so when you started to feel a bit different and you felt like you were ready to tell the community, what was kind of going through your head? You said that you were a bit worried um, just due to some religious background, that sort of thing. Yeah, once I started to kind of accept it about myself, because that's the first step is you have to um, accept it within yourself before you can be comfortable telling anybody. Um, So after that, I kind of, um, I also struggle with um, anxiety and depression. And so that played a part in it as well. Depression likes to eat at you and be like, no, this won't go over well. It'll be terrible. You'll get kicked out. You'll get you'll be abandoned like it's awful um and then anxiety is like oh my gosh what are they gonna say what's gonna happen you know all of the what if questions um and so it was really a battle within myself to take that next step after I had um accepted it within myself to to be like okay this is who I am and now I get to tell the people in my life. And, you know, it started out small. I told um, a friend of mine. And at that point, I was just like, you know, I think I like girls, but I I also might still like men too. And so at that point, I was kind of like, am I bisexual? And then I did a lot of self-reflecting over about a year and then came to terms with the fact that no I'm a lesbian and then um you know it it happens gradually and it happens over time and so I ended up just telling one person and then I told another person and so on and so forth and thankfully all of the responses that I've got including people from um, my church community have been positive which I was not expecting at all um sorry I said that's so good to hear I love that for you yeah. <laughs> so everyone's response was pretty positive from the community. Yep. That's such a nice, it's so refreshing. We were just saying before we started recording, it's just so refreshing to know that um, sometimes your your fears are worse than reality. Yeah, absolutely. Right? That's a bit like, that's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> It's bad that you had to feel that way at some point, but I think it's can be reassuring for folks who maybe are worried about telling their community that sometimes your anxieties and your, you know, your mood and that sort of thing can play a big factor, right? Like mm-hmm. that stops you maybe from being your truest self and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the reaction? Tell us about it. What did people say? Yeah, they were all just like, actually, my when I came out to my mom and my stepdad, they were like, yeah, we kind of figured. Um, <laughs> So, and I mean, it makes sense. The people that are closest to you, they know you sometimes better than you know yourself. And yeah. um, so it wasn't a surprise to them. Um, 
but you know depression was telling me that they were going to kick me out so <laughs> um so I was battling with that um but then I told them and this huge weight was lifted I can't even begin to describe well the first weight first weight was lifted when um I first told the very first friend um just saying it out loud because I had kept it to myself for so long. And then once you finally say it out loud, it's like, it's just so freeing. Um, so I feel like I relate to you on that point just because I have within the past like year come out to a lot of my friends and my family and whatnot, um, as bisexual. And it just feels like this huge, like weight off of your chest to kind of get to authentically live as yourself or not even live as yourself because you're already living but to <laughs> present yourself to the people that you really care about as your true self instead of having to feel that you hide like you're hiding something so I'm really happy that you had a really positive experience with that that's awesome thank so, you <laughs> so tell us what dating was like before you came out so what was oh, the kind Lord. of person you were seeking? <laughs> Tell us about the kind of person you were looking for before you, quote unquote, came out. Um, I don't even remember what that <laughs> You're like, who was that? <laughs> Not the kind of person um, I really want. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know if I, I don't know if I had a type, but um, I first, for a long time, I you know, didn't really date. I, um, I use a wheelchair for mobility and I think that that steered a lot of people away from, um, kind of getting close to me on that level. And so in my like early twenties, um, I had heard about some friends that had tried dating websites and I was like, okay, I'll give it a go. Um, but I was looking for men and, it was not a good experience. <laughs> um, for well, there was one guy that was all right, but um, for the most part, yeah. Um, the first guy that I ever talked to um, was all like, I, he was a couple years older than me, and he tried to. Um, not take advantage of my inexperience but just be like you know he tried to be like understanding towards it but at the same time he was kind of like being condescending um and so he was just like you know I'm gonna take it slow because you're inexperienced and it was just kind of like well do I get a say in this yeah (laughs) um and so that was one thing but then he just ended up being a jerk because we met in person we had like coffee or something um and then he was um in a different city than I was and so we were talking about you know how's that gonna work and and things like that and he said that he needed um daily communication from his partner and at the time I was in school and I had work and a lot going on and I was just kind of like okay but what does daily communication mean because I have my life you have your life and I can't promise like a full-on conversation every day I can text you like hey good morning how's your day going but I can't promise like a full-on conversation every single day yeah um and then he that bothered him I guess and 
um, also at one point he had said, you know, like when I'm really like someone, I don't talk to anyone else and, and anything like that. Mind you, we hadn't agreed to be like exclusive or whatever. We okay. had only met once. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> and, and then a couple days later, um, after I told him that I didn't think I could do like daily communication, he was like, so I've actually met someone else and we've been talking, um, oh, since before, what uh, you and I started twist. talking. <laughs> oh, where does he live? <laughs> <laughs> this guy. And so, yeah, I was just kind of like, excuse me, like, are you kidding me? Um, so anyway, I kind of stopped talking to him at that point. And then a couple of days later, he, he, I made the mistake of giving him my phone number, which I'll get to in a minute, but <laughs> um, he kept like texting me and everything. Um, and so eventually I was just like, okay, fine. We'll talk on Skype. Cause we had been like Skype calling without video. Cause I didn't have a webcam at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just like voice chat. So I finally logged on to Skype and was like, what do you want? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, done with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he was like, I made it all up because I was, <gasps> I didn't like that you said you couldn't give me daily communication. And uh, at that point I was just like, Oh, he's evil. You. I had a evil. vibe. I had like, literally, I was like waiting for you to be, be like, Oh, like, and he was just saying this basically to make me feel like insecure, mad or I don't know why guys do that. Why do people do that? Well, yeah. Douchebags. Yeah. Douche. Douchebags do Douche that. Bags. Like, it's like, oh, well, I'm just going to make up this little story about myself and make you jealous. Like, no, fuck you. Like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you deserve way better. Fuck that guy. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, he's a fucking ding dong. So moving on. <laughs> on to better. Well, and the, uh, the lesson I learned from that was don't give someone your phone number that you're not dating because they will fucking harass you. Yeah. yeah. True story, though. Like, actual truth. Actually, like, yeah. yeah. True story. Just yeah. stay on, yeah, the where, wherever you met or however you met. Yeah, or, like, WhatsApp yeah. or something, but yeah. not your actual phone number because that's, like, scary times. Totally. Or, like, yeah. even, like, you could, like, put somebody on, like, Instagram or something. That way you can just block the fuck out of them. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was one of your first kind of experiences. And then was this, um, and then did you stay on the same site and find someone else after that? Was there another person you said? (laughs) So there was one guy that I can't remember if he was after this person or if there was another person before Mm -hmm. this guy, but I did meet someone who was a little bit younger than me and had never been in a relationship either. Okay. Um, and we started talking, everything was good, um, and we actually met twice. Um, he was in a different city, but he drove over to, to meet with me, and we actually um, went out on two dates, but he was very shy, and I can be shy and reserved, and I like it when people can bring out the outgoing in me. Um, I don't like to be the one to kind of carry the conversation or you know, that kind of, that kind of thing. And so I was upset about that because he was a really nice guy, but it just wasn't going to work out because of that, that whole thing. But that was a a good, but also bad experience I had. Okay. So going from that, um, so how was your first couple dates after you had like come out? Um, it was kind of surreal. I, yeah, I wasn't even planning to come out when I did to my parents. Okay. Um, 
it was kind of a spur of the moment thing. We had a, it was a really random conversation, um, either during dinner or after dinner. Oh, okay. Um, that started with, um, my mom's work day and ended up with me coming out. Oh, (laughs) Um, so it was just this completely random conversation. And so the next day I kind of went to them and said, you know, are you still okay with this? Is that like, I'm just checking, you know, like just, just touching base. Um, yeah, just touching base and you know, they were still okay with it. And I was like, okay. And it was most important for me for to make sure what, that they were okay because, you know, I'm living with them at the moment, and so I didn't want it to be unpleasant. Yeah, that, and they're important people in your life, right? So you just kind of want to make yeah. sure that everybody's on the same page and whatnot, so that's really respectful. Yeah, and then once they were okay, I, you know, kind of started coming out to everybody else in my life. Okay. Gradually. And, you know, there's no there's no timeline or or deadline for when you should come out and the reality is that you come out um throughout your whole life you're always coming out even when you've come out to your loved ones you're still gonna have to come out to people that you meet and complete strangers and you know it it never really does end and even before I came out I was kind of of the mind that we are at a place in in history or whatever that we shouldn't have to come out this shouldn't be something that we still have to do but I kind of realized that it should be okay but we're still not at that point and you should be able to say you know male female relationships have Mm -hmm. been quote-unquote the norm forever but you know this is okay too yeah absolutely um so yeah that's why I feel that it's still important to come out until one day when everybody's accepted for who they are but unfortunately that won't be in any of our lifetime yeah (laughs) hey 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 (laughs) in my dreamland come on come on (laughs) totally okay in your dreamland (laughs) in my dreamland yes when you um in the past katie when you've met people um is it something that you talk about right away that you um use a wheelchair for mobility or is it something you bring up later do you have a picture on your profile anything like that so i've learned as the years go on and <laughs> you've gotten um, better you're an expert in the last few years and well in the last quite a few years um I put a picture of me in my wheelchair on my profile mm-hmm. and I also mention it in the little bio section and I just say you know I'm open to anything ask me anything you want to know because you know you need to be transparent with whoever it is that you're dating yeah and so I have learned to do that but in the beginning I felt that it shouldn't be the first thing that people see when they look at me and I mean it still shouldn't be but you know it is who I am it's a, it's a part of who I am but in the beginning I didn't want it to be the focus I didn't want to have it be something that people knew right away and I don't know I wouldn't say that I was ashamed of of it or or anything like that mm-hmm. I just didn't want people to see me as as disabled or whatever um I wanted to see them for everything else that I have to offer um but this 
came back to bite me. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and there was one, again, a guy before I started. Because um, it was a fucking guy. Of course it was a guy. Always the guys. <laughs> We're not actually made here, but anyways. Um, <laughs> I um, was talking to this guy, and it was, it, the conversation was, was flowing and whatever. And then I... He brought up, he was like, is there anything else that I should know about you or something like that? And that's when I said, well, actually, you know, I do, I have, I do have a disability and I do use a wheelchair for mobility. And he was like, whoa, whoa, what? And so I was like, yeah, like it's this and da, da, da. And um, he was like, what did he say? He was like, is it you passed down to your children? And so I told him, like, I went into it with him and everything. And he was like, um, I don't know that I can um, risk that. <gasps> I don't know what? that. Yeah. Okay, where does um, this guy live? Because we're going to Yeah, this is the guy we're going to beat. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I don't want my family to think I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel <gasps> by dating you. And I was Stop. like, fuck you. Oh, okay. Does this guy live local? Bitch, I'm going to find this guy. I'm going to choke him with his dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have like three jokes. Yeah, but, no, it's not. Um, I feel like my blood pressure yeah. just went up like real high. Like my heart rate sitting as at 73 right now. It's normally at like 61, okay? Are you... F- yeah, no, we're enraged for you. Like nobody deserves to be talked to like that. And that is absolutely awful, awful, awful. And we are so sorry that somebody had the fucking gall to say that seriously and also like oh 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 i could just i could go i'm not going to this is not my i'm not being interviewed (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like how dare he well and the other part of that too is that people get really brave behind a screen right that's a little like keyboard whatever they want without the repercussion of facing reality (laughs) yeah i hate people yeah i fucking hate they they kind of just like I feel got you a little I know bit, I'm like, gutted I'm gutted I'm so sorry you had to deal with that because that was so inappropriate and kids is like one millionth of a relationship like it yeah. is so really yeah. like unless I mean for some people maybe you're born wanting like the perfect like, little family nuclear family yeah like, but I think that that's not what most people want anymore anyways no. like there's so many other things and factors and this oh! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking hell oh, I'm man. so sorry so, and it's unfortunate because that's, it sounds like it's jaded you a little bit in that you feel that you have to disclose this right away to people because of this experience. When I think you were absolutely onto something before because this is not, this is part of who you are, but it's not everything. Yeah. Right? And so I think you were onto something there. So now it's kind of like jaded your experience a bit. Or has it? Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm projecting perhaps. <laughs> No, it absolutely has, especially, it was more so when I was trying to date men, because it's, you know, easier to have kids when you're dating, when you're a heterosexual couple, um, usually. Um, That's fair. And so, (laughs) um, you know, it was more so then, but it is still always in the back of my head that, you know, and it, I mean, it is something that I need to be upfront with about um to my partner's brother but you know it was uncalled for and I definitely sat there so enraged yeah. <laughs> when he said it 
but um, you know, you live and you learn. Yeah. And ever since then, I do put it in my dating profile. And you know, if someone hasn't brought it up to me, then I'm like, hey, you know, did you see? You may have noticed that um, there's a picture of me in a wheelchair, or I said this on my profile. Um, let's talk about it, or something like that. Because, you know, you do have to be okay with it. And part of any relationship is facing the unknown. And, you know, a successful relationship, I think, is, you know, people who are willing to face the unknown. Um, because you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Um, anybody can come can become disabled at any point in their life. Yeah, and absolutely. that's a reality that everybody needs to, to face and come to terms with, no matter how, quote-unquote, healthy you are when you first meet. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. And so those aren't the people you want to be with anyways. Yeah. Like that. No. Kind it's of like, leads it out for you. In in a way, it's like, ew, like who who would ever want to be with someone like him? And I I honestly pray that his next partner, um, or future partner is just like finds another red flag. Because that just has red flag all over it. <laughs> He's yeah. just covered in red flags. Or that this person like <laughs> finds Jesus and becomes a better person. Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like I hope you you just yeah, you need something. You need, you need, yeah. You need Jesus. <laughs> you, I was trying to say, you need Jesus. <laughs> you need Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Well, I think, um, so now, how, what advice, I guess what I'm getting at now is what advice would you give to people who are online dating, they feel like they have to disclose, you know, a piece of who they are that might be vulnerable or something like that or maybe they like you know use a wheelchair for mobility maybe they have vision impairment maybe whatever how, what advice would you give to people on how to navigate that while dating um i would say that it's different for everyone and go with your comfort zone you know just because disclosing is what works for me doesn't mean that it works for everyone mm-hmm. um i would definitely say that it's better to disclose than not but again it's different for everyone and you know you kind of just have to do what feels right for you and you live and you learn and if something didn't work one time then you know it's not the end of the world even if you were having a great conversation and then it went sour you know eventually you will learn that that person wasn't the right person for you and yeah I think just that was a really roundabout way of saying just you know go do what makes you feel comfortable I guess is my biggest piece of advice because you're in your shoes and nobody else is I love that yeah that's beautiful we need that on a t-shirt yeah (laughs) no one else wears damn shoes and if they do that's weird Um, hopefully they're wearing socks hopefully they're wearing socks no one else is in your shoes but if they are i hope they're wearing socks yes definitely okay well that's really been super super interesting to hear about your experience and i'm really glad it sounds like you're you're quote unquote i keep saying quote unquote because coming out is offensive to some people and i know that and other people really resonate with that um so i am really happy to hear that you're coming out piece sounds like it's been easier than your dating but I'm really sorry that you've met complete and total dinks in your dating world and I'm 
hope that um, the future of dating for you is love and doves and fairy birds. And, and is also just much more like wonderful and inclusive and whatnot because you deserve to have wonderful people in your life. So we hope exactly. that you don't settle for anybody that's awful. That's but not like, anything but perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve perfection. <laughs> Smothers you with love. <laughs> Well, I really, really, is there anything else? Um, there? I think we've covered most of our questions in one on Katie. Yeah. So thank you so much, Katie, for, for being um, vulnerable. And, and so open. Open and honest about your dating. We love to hear people's dating stories. Yeah. So if anyone else out there is listening and can resonate with Katie or feels that they want to share their story, please. Uh, please yeah. DM us on Instagram at La Petite Mort Pod or give us an email. Or even if you just want to connect, you can email us at um, lapetitemortpod at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us on, again, on Instagram, um, and on a variety of streaming platforms and whatnot, like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, and again, I just wanted to thank Katie for being on our podcast because we just love you. Yes. Thank you, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay, friends. Okay, friends. So until next time, when in doubt, lube it out. And write a will. Bye. Bye.